who are capable of actually meeting your needs and who are capable of making you happy and who are capable of giving your energy back to you. If you are simply looking for another human to stand next to you, you can find that anywhere. If you are looking for partnership and love and connectivity and real relationships where there's empathy on both sides and communication on both sides, that has to start from within. everybody and welcome to this episode of Real Talk Girl Talk with Devin. I hope you had a great weekend. I made a proper sauce and meatballs yesterday, which was a real treat coming from New York. My kitchen was the size of a porta potty and as New Yorkers, we don't really host in our apartments. So it's been nice to be out here, have a bigger kitchen space and be able to actually have people over and feed them. So that was lovely and got some rest and relaxation in happy for Monday, happy for a fresh start, happy for a new week, new energy, new vibes. It's like I said, Scorpio season, we're all feeling it. It's a little bit intense, but it's going to lift and get better. And I just am sending you guys a lot of good energy and love during this time. That being said, I want today to talk about something that I feel like is actually spoken about very rarely because it involves a lot of vulnerability. And that is the concept of loneliness or being lonely versus being alone, which are two completely different things. So I have lived on my own effectively since I was 19 years old. I've never had roommates. I have never moved in with a significant other. I really value my space and really need to be alone 90% of the time. Um, I'm sure that that sounds odd to a lot of people, but I really am at my absolute best and in my greatest headspace when I'm in solitude. Um, but it begs the question from a lot of people very often, whether or not I am lonely to which my answer is almost always no, but I think that we have a really bizarre and sort of scary and sad outlook on what it means to be alone. And we hear all the time, like, you don't want to end up alone. I'm afraid to end up alone. I had a boyfriend years ago who was much older than I was. And his greatest fear, he would constantly say was to end up alone, which I never really quite understood. Um, and if you know me, you know that I'm someone who doesn't really think about getting married. I don't necessarily want to have children. 
And everybody's argument back to me is, well, you don't want to end up with no one by your side or no one to take care of you. And to me, it's very interesting that we have this collective thought process because in reality, being alone is such a gift on so many levels, right? You really get to know yourself. You really understand your independence. You get to be free. You get to really do whatever you want. And there's a lot of power in knowing that you can do things when you are on your own. I don't think people take that into account when they're talking about being by yourself. Loneliness and being alone are two completely separate things. And I want to talk about how the two are different. And I want to also talk about how to embrace those moments equally. And I want to also talk about what to do when you are feeling actually lonely. A lot of times I think that we misconstrue people who are by themselves for people who are feeling lonely. And it's not the same usually. Like I said earlier, there's a great freedom, a great independence, a great empowerment factor of being on your own and understanding that you are blazing the trail as an independent human being. This doesn't have to do with gender necessarily. This has to do with feelings and how society has placed this thought in all of our heads that we are somewhat useless without a partner of some sort or without people around us or without tons of friends or people to hang out with or groups of people that we are doing business with and coworkers and all of these different kinds of relationships that we are meant to think that we need to have not only at certain periods of time, but consistently throughout our lives. So a lot of times people will describe themselves as loners, which I will describe myself as a loner all the time, even though I am extroverted in a lot of ways, my actual natural state of being is very wanting to be in solitude, wanting to be alone, wanting to be in the quiet. I'm very comfortable with sitting by myself and sitting in my own thoughts. A lot of times when people are by themselves and uncomfortable with being by themselves, it's because they're uncomfortable with sitting with their own thoughts. So this is something that I saw come up in quarantine a lot for people. All of a sudden, our conscious brains and the activity that we do on a day-to-day that keeps us distracted and or busy all of a sudden stopped. And a lot of people were having so many destructive, deep, really internalized thoughts and feelings come up when they were sitting by themselves or sitting without the day-to-day hustle and bustle. So this is something that I think is very interesting. And again, as a society, when you talk to people who are afraid to be alone, and I'm talking about by themselves, it usually has to do with the fact that they can't keep their own company comfortably. So in order to learn how to keep your own company, because I always joke about this with people, but it's really true. I'm never bored when I am by myself because the world is my oyster at that point. I can think about whatever I want to think about. I can have conversations in my own head, working things out. I can journal. I can write. I can work. I can record a podcast. I can read. I can watch the TV show that I want to watch. So for me, 
alone time is sacred and precious, and it's a major reset and recharge time. So if we start to think about things from a place of I'm resetting, I'm recharging, and I'm comfortable with the more resting and alone in solitude periods of time, they all of a sudden become these really productive moments for people rather than these scary moments. So in order to deal with your own thoughts and to, like I said, become comfortable with your own company, there are a few things that you have to do. The first thing is that you have to get comfortable with getting quiet because in silence and in solitude, we actually find the answers to almost every question that we have about ourselves and about what we should do next and about the world around us. That being said, we can't get to those answers unless we allow ourselves to quiet our minds. And it's easy to be busy all the time. It is. It's easy to fill your life up with frivolous, mundane, meaningless tasks and errands and running around and never having a moment to slow down and to make yourself feel important by doing those types of things, right? We oftentimes equate doing a lot with meaningful contribution to the world, which isn't always the case. So most people that I know who are extremely successful have totally rid their lives of busy work, quote unquote. They are either outsourcing it or they have streamlined it in a way that it's a system. We are trying very hard not to be busy. We are trying to be in flow, not in hustle. And I think that in order to get into that flow, you really have to be okay with listening to your internal self. So here's a really good practice in order to start to quiet down your mind a bit. And it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have things come up that you don't want to deal with. We internalize so much. And I've mentioned before on episodes that our subconscious brain that holds all of our information is so powerful. It's 60,000 times more powerful than our conscious brain. But we also in our conscious are able to stuff things down until we feel like we don't have to deal with the depth of these issues or thoughts or feelings on a day to day. That being said, they're always there and they're always coming up in ways that you maybe don't realize it, but you're not dealing with the root of the problem. So an exercise that I started doing when I started working with my own life coach and when I started to really get into my own spiritual and mental health and wellness practices was that I would time on my phone 10 minutes of just silence once a day. If you can do it once every two days, that's golden. No music, no TV, no sounds, no visuals, nothing. Have a notebook next to you or a piece of paper and a pen next to you and just time yourself to sit in silence for 10 minutes. If you need to work up to that 10 minutes, that's totally okay. If you want to start with one minute a day, that works. If you want to start with five minutes a day, that works too. If every other day you want to alternate between five and 10 minutes, that works. But 10 minutes allows yourself to get into this place of reaching into your subconscious. And what you are going to do is not be so focused on emptying your brain. So I think that people are really intimidated by meditation because it's supposed to be about quote unquote, stopping your thoughts from coming. And a lot of times when we sit in silence, we're flooded with everything that we need to do, all of our feelings, all of our thoughts that we've been holding back. And 
the pressure of eliminating those things in order to have stillness is what is intimidating about meditation. So this is the opposite. I want you to think about naturally what is coming up for you. And it doesn't have to be a controlled thought. It doesn't have to be a controlled 10 minutes of thought. You don't have to worry about things coming in and out. Just allow your thoughts to move through you as they are meant to. When those 10 minutes are up, you then take your pen and the piece of paper and just write down what you're thinking about and see what comes out. And it doesn't have to be more than one bullet point of thought. Again, this is a no pressure exercise. This is just helping you sit alone with your thoughts so that you can be more comfortable, not being codependent, not relying on other people, not relying on other things to keep you busy and thoughts to keep you sort of surface level. This is about being able to dig down deep and starting with something that's not so intimidating, not so scary, not so controlled. This is just you and your thoughts and allowing yourself to really think about what you're thinking about. So if you want to keep a notebook, which I would say is probably the healthiest and easiest way to do this of all of these different kinds of thoughts, you'll be able to start to piece through things together and you'll see that things will start to work themselves out on paper. So that's a really good exercise to get into being comfortable with your own company. And I had a lot of my clients do this over quarantine, not necessarily about meditating, not about sitting and listening to music, not about looking at your phone every five seconds, but really just being alone with your own thoughts, as scary as they are, however you're feeling is going to determine how you approach the rest of your day, the rest of your week, and how you act outwardly to the rest of the world. So if we can't tackle those feelings, you are always going to feel lonely because you're not allowing yourself and giving yourself the space to actually be with yourself. I believe that loneliness comes when we don't have a solid relationship with ourselves in that we can rely on ourselves to have partnership and conversation and connectivity within. So this is my whole point of internal intimacy in order to get to the external intimacy part of things. You cannot have relationships with other people, feel connected to them and have partnerships with others until you feel that same way about yourself. I want to take a quick break to tell you about my new intimacy coaching service. As a certified life coach, I have coached clients all over the world, helping them connect with themselves so that they can better connect with the people around them. Whether you're looking to become more emotionally available, spice things up, want to find love and attract the right people, or need to heal past relationship trauma, intimacy coaching will enhance your relationship with yourself and thus with others. Each session is designed to help you strip away unhelpful programming shift your mindset, and help allow you to give and receive love freely, creating strong and meaningful bonds. Get $25 off your first session when you book online at www.devinpenny.com with the code REALTALK at checkout. So being alone actually prevents loneliness. And I know that that sounds totally counterintuitive, but being alone with yourself and with your thoughts and being able to decipher what is real and what's not real. And also listening to yourself and listening to your gut and your subconscious and asking yourself, 
questions on a regular basis, getting more comfortable with asking yourself what you actually need prevents you from ever feeling actually lonely. Because loneliness is when we believe that an external person or an external situation and circumstance can come in and actually change us, which is not what happens. We have no control over externalities. We only have control over our response to externalities. If you are someone who doesn't have a good relationship with yourself, there is no man or woman who can come into your life and have a good relationship with you, even if they're the perfect person until you're ready for that. And to be ready for that, you have to be okay with being alone first. So when people ask me if I'm lonely, I always say no, because it doesn't feel like loneliness when you have a relationship with yourself. I'm never looking to the external world to fill a void for me. And I think that that's a huge key in learning to not be lonely and to not be afraid of being lonely because the fear of loneliness and being alone with our own thoughts is what keeps people in relationships for much longer periods of time than they should be. When in reality, the person with a partner can be the loneliest person on the planet. Just because you have another person sitting next to you or laying next to you in bed doesn't mean that you're not alone and lonely. If you are not cool with your own thoughts and being alone with your own thoughts, nothing in the external world is going to satisfy you and make you feel whole, complete, and a part of something. The reality is, is that every single person can go out and find a romantic relationship. I don't want to hear any of the excuses. I don't want to hear any of you've tried a million times. I'm not talking about the right relationship. I'm talking about a relationship. How unsatisfactory does that sound when I even say that, right? You can be with someone. You can find someone to be with. Everybody can. But do you want to settle for that in order to have a body next to you? That's what you have to start thinking about. This is not a game of... How many people can I fill my life up with so that I hopefully stop feeling lonely? This is about how can I get internally sound so that when I look to the external world, I feel like everyone around me is just enhancing my life and adding to it, not making it whole. You can't be lonely if you feel like you are mentally, spiritually, and emotionally connected to yourself. Look at Buddhist monks. They live in solitude. They leave their families to go find themselves. And they're the most full of wisdom and connectivity and love. It's not about being alone. It's about being alone with yourself and making that a happy place. You get to control what it's like in your head. I know that it sounds crazy and I know that it sounds like you don't have control over that, but you 100% do. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast, but feel overwhelmed? I hear you. When I first started Real Talk Girl Talk with Devin, I had no idea where to begin. In doing some extensive research, I found Buzzsprout, by far the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Buzzsprout will get your podcast onto every major podcasting platform. We're talking Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so much more. They also provide an awesome podcast website and detailed analytics so that you can get to know your audience. 
over 100,000 people have realized just how easy it is to launch with Buzzsprout. So what are you waiting for? Click the link in my show notes to let them know I sent you and get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a monthly program. All you need is a microphone and to let Buzzsprout take care of the rest. So a good question to ask yourself when you are feeling like you wish that you had the company of another person. And I'm not saying that we don't need other relationships. Of course we do. We need to connect to other human beings. But the connections that we make with other humans are much more special, meaningful, loving, caring, energy exchanging. Those relationships that we make with other people and those connections that we make with other people are so much greater when we are connected to ourselves first. And if you're someone who feels like you don't have a lot of external connections right now, you don't have a lot of friends, you haven't dated anyone in a long time, you want to be married, any of those things, I'm telling you that the only answer is to look within yourself first. If you are sound mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally with yourself, the world around you is your oyster and you will all of a sudden start feeling people come into your life. As soon as you start getting right with yourself, you will start to attract the kinds of people that you want to be around. I've had to make a lot of changes in my social circle and my relationships over the years because in order to attract the people that I want to attract into my life that are going to enhance my life and add to it means that I have to give up the people who are subtracting from it. That's hard to do in any relationship, but it's really necessary. And like I said, you can have someone and be in a partnership or what you're calling a partnership and still feel lonely at the end of every day because you're not being heard, because you're not being listened to. And that's because you've attracted someone who is low vibration because you are emitting that low vibration to the world. Everything is your fault for better and for worse. And the quicker that we realize that and the more responsibility we take over our lives and the way that we feel about the world and realize that every way we feel And every person we attract is just a mirror of ourselves. The sooner that you're able to attract the kinds of people that, like I said, are actually making your life better. When you are feeling lonely, the most beneficial and important thing that you can do is be alone in stillness and in solitude. I know that it sounds completely counterintuitive. I know that it sounds completely sad and desolate and even more lonely, but the more that you get to know yourself, the better you can be able to go out and connect with other people. The higher your vibration gets by getting to know your soul better and meeting your actual needs, the more people will come into your life who are capable of actually meeting your needs and who are capable of making you happy, and who are capable of giving your energy back to you. If you are simply looking for another human to stand next to you, you can find that anywhere. If you are looking for partnership and love and connectivity and real relationships where there's empathy on both sides and communication on both sides, that has to start from within. And it has to also not come from a fear of being alone for the rest of your life. 
you all know I have some issues with what society has set up for us in our own minds and has made us think that we want, which is we must get married. We must find a partner by this age. We must have children to take care of us when we're old. Of course, we all want families. We all want friends. We all want connections. We all want relationships. We all want to be able to freely give and receive love. We just don't need to do it on someone else's timeline. We don't need to do it in the way that everyone else does. We don't need to think that because we don't have exactly what our neighbor has or our cousin has or our brother or sister has that we are doing life wrong. It's okay to be alone. What's not okay is to go out into the external world and believe that that's where your answers are. The more lonely you feel, In the internal world is the more lonely you will feel in the external world. Get to know yourself. Get to be your best friend. Hype yourself up. Talk to yourself. I know that that's what quote unquote crazy people do is talk to themselves all day long, but I'm telling you my best conversations of my day are in my own head. Working shit out, asking myself how I actually feel about things, why I feel that way, writing things out. There's catharsis in writing things down and getting it out of your brain. Get everything out of your subconscious brain so that you can live freely and without the attachments of your past and your trauma. Move forward in light and love and understand that you are your own peace. You are your own solace. And when you are feeling lonely, it is because you are not giving yourself the proper attention from you, not from other people. Make it a point this week to sit with yourself in stillness and in silence and to not control the experience, just to have the experience. You've got a lot of really cool shit going on for you in your own life, in your own head, in your own heart. You just are not allowing yourself to take advantage of any of it because you're constantly looking to the external world to make you whole. doesn't work like that. Mastering the Art of Internal Intimacy, I wrote because so many people were telling me that they couldn't afford to work with a life coach. It's a coaching packet, essentially. It's a 10-day guide to getting to know yourself better. Go pick up a copy of it. It's $19.99. 20 bucks, 10 days, change yourself for the rest of your life. It works. And I wrote that for you guys because I want everybody to get to a place where when someone asks them if they are lonely because they are alone, that they can confidently and actually really truthfully, genuinely deep down in their soul say, no, I'm not lonely because you have yourself. And that is enough. You are whole all by yourself. Have a great week. Love you. Mean it.